Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's the British Bulldog. I'm Davy Boy Smith, and this is me podcast partner, <laughs> and uh, Australian. Oh right, let's go up to Birmingham. It's the worst city in the United Kingdom. Oi, oi! I'm gonna throw a big popcorn at a fat comedian. Oh, welcome to Birmingham. I was in the crowd when John Hastings was booed for 22 minutes by a bunch of women dressed as Postman Pat, and it was so aggressive he cried all the way from Birmingham back to London on the tube to where he was staying at the time, and it was honestly one of the most emotionally draining experiences of his life. Oh, the only thing emotionally draining about Dylan's life is when he nuts so much that he has to write in his diary, I think I can't nut again because there was so much sauce. Fun fact about Dylan's loads, they're sold as almond milk in most health food stores because he eats a lot of nuts for his nuts and that's what he says. That's true, actually. I'm actually uh, in a very classy thing i realized i just took a picture i was in costco yesterday and i took a picture of keto mayonnaise and i was gonna put that's what <laughs> i call my cum so i'll be posting that later uh this is very uh it's a uh, big high risk wrestler review this is the first time i'm doing an episode with my wife in the room that's terrifying yeah she just said yeah so be careful i still have to fuck you uh which means we 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 could be we could be divorced by the end of this episode because we're discussing the british bulldog david boy smith let's start at the end uh it's the end of british bulldog's life oh whoa are we are we pulp fictioning this are we, we in a certainly diner? are because you don't we're in a diner i'm amanda Plummer. you're tim roth i am tim roth thank you and, and if any of you motherfuckers move i'm gonna execute every motherfucking one of i you. love you sweetie I love you, honey bunny. <laughs> what a and you know what? They made coffee look so good in those movies. I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care if Tarantino did uh, did just was like. And then I say the N word in every script, and everyone's like, close up on a feet, and then I get to say it. And Ving Rhames has to say it's fine. He said it. All right, Harvey by uh, Bill. My name's Quentin. <laughs> uh, here's here's my pitch for all of my movies: is that uh, uh, we say the N word so much that even racists are uncomfortable, and then there's an explosion, and then I and then I gotta be paid in women's feet. They can be attached to the leg, but not to the body. All right, I want good? the main character to talk about how much he likes Ironside, and then he says the N word out of nowhere, and then I get to suck Rosario Dawson's toes so hard that her calluses come off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we call it Planet Terror. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, welcome everyone to Quentin Tarantino's film oeuvre. It's like the films of Spike Lee, only ripped off from Japanese movies and no one talked about Spike Lee. If you talk about fucking Spike Lee near Quentin Tarantino, I will... I will be really, I'll be rude to you like I just did a bunch of blow and then ran into a fucking journalist in the parking lot of a fucking Starbucks. If you don't fucking speak about Spike Lee in front of me, I'll write a movie where a significant other or someone you really love is in it and then I suck their fucking feet so hard their toenails come off. Uh, nom, nom, nom. <laughs>
If you come to my house, what you think is potpourri is just various toenails that I've sucked off of people. <laughs> I, it's a large metallic bowl. The, the, the aroma is scentless, but I'd just like to know it's there. Sometimes I put my hand in it like the character Amelie does to a, <laughs> uh, a barrel of grains, and I just move around. You know, Some of them are still sharp, and sometimes it cuts me, and I think, ooh, now I have their power inside of me, which is how I wrote Django Unchained. <laughs> so I have a question. Go ahead. <laughs> Is Deirdre left the room yet? No, Deirdre has headphones in. Oh, Thank good God. <laughs> <laughs> See, Alexis doesn't like headphones, so she just listens and then tells me how <laughs> troubled I am. <laughs> just sits there with a notepad. At the end of it, she's just going, and here's another reason why. Yeah, I'm gonna, she'll try to send me to a therapist. I'm like, good luck. Now I have someone else trying to suck me off. <laughs> yeah, so that, those are actually makes, pretty sexy problems yeah i have a lot of sexy fucking problems so that makes one person trying try to suck, suck you off, off. Yeah, that's that, one yeah that's that makes one person one person it's only one at a time there's only ever one at a time yeah dylan dylan's like a very exclusive restaurant only one person trying to suck him off at hey, a time yeah. Ooh, a table for on your knees to suck me off there's a lot of dandruff there most people don't have yeah. dandruff directly on their penis i do yeah, I've grown. I've, I've never. Hello, I'm Dylan God. I've never manscaped, and I've taken various hormones to encourage the growth of my pubes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should actually do. So much YouTube commercials that are like, "Don't shave your fucking nuts. You're not a fucking loser. Stop that. If you're a girl, grow your bush out. What? what oh, he wants to shave your puss. What is he? Fuck kids. If he tells yeah. you to shave your puss, he's a kid fucker. This has been the wrestler review. I guarantee Gavin McGinnis has, if we look up the Proud Boys, I guarantee they're like, uh, if you shave pubes, that's a communist threat because they ate pubes at Stalingrad. Everyone knows that. <laughs> now, here's some fun hats to wear. Yeah, here's the thing to know about us. In no way are we a violent gang. Also, make sure you throw a brick at anyone who isn't your friend. Yeah, if you have enough skin disorders, it does lead people off the scent. Now, I mean, we may, I may <laughs> actually have to full delete that because we we're just supposed to do 40 minutes and it's going to be a lot longer now the british bulldog davy boy smith john this guy started wrestling oh yeah you want to talk about the end of his life i want to talk about the start of his uh career it's nuts we'll get to that okay so the begin, the end of his life no middle by the way that won't be talking no metal yeah uh no talking about that boat he was on with sting there you go uh, he uh is divorced from diana hart and guess who comes to visit him in the hospital when he has full staph infections all over his spine? The ghost of Owen Hart. Andrea Hart. Whoa. Bruce, Bruce Hart's wife. Whoa. And they start bitching about the Hart family, and it gets so heated, they have a full-on relationship. Oh, fuck yeah. That's fucking hot. Gets even better, which leads to Bruce, of course, confronting Davy Boy by hiding outside of his house and waiting for him to come out. Davy Boy Smith then runs away on a Harley Davidson, driving so quickly that when a car tries to back out of a driveway, he goes head over the uh, head over heels over the handlebars, ends up back in the hospital where it's discovered that he's cracked even more vertebrae and the staph infection is spread across his body, leading to his untimely death, or as Bruce calls it, I win. And what happened to Andrea Hart? <laughs> She went back with Bruce Hart and died under odd circumstances in 2019. What I'm trying to say is Bruce Hart is responsible for two deaths, everybody. That's right. Two deaths. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, the thing about uh, Andrea Hart was she was the female Brett in the family. She would always be like, my, uh, you know, Bruce says uh, my uh, pussy's so tight, uh, 
he can't even get inside. You do the thing to, I guarantee you there, there's some dogs hunting at that lodge because the only person to attend both of Davy Boy's... This is how fucking passive-aggressive the Hart family is. True Canadians. They had... Oh, this is the most Canadian passive-aggressive move ever. They had one family, ju- one funeral just for the Hart family, and then a funeral everyone else could go to. Dude, we, we got to do a... Ro- no, no, I'll stop the show. We got to do an entire episode on Diana Hart because... <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right okay, now. I'm Patreon. looking at this. It's called Cauliflower Heart, a romantic wrestler, a book by Diana Hart. No, it isn't. No, and then there's no, a sequel. No, Cauliflower Heart, wrestling with life. And then there's a sequel. Cauliflower, Cauliflower Heart, she who laughs last. One book a year for three years, then done. Diana Hart also, uh, bad medicine. Wyoming Wild. Uh, Diana Hart is just fucking writing. Fucking is she pumping out pulp romantic fiction so based on her relationship with Davy Boy? Pers- no, I mean these three are clearly uh, Davy Boy, but motherfucker, mm. she's no fucking uh, Danielle Steele who legitimately releases like six books a year, where it's like uh, either people are just writing these books for you, or you just have no editor, and they're like, and then SpongeBob shows up. What? Isn't that a copyrighted character? I didn't say which Spongebob. Why'd you leave this all in the book? Because I need to fill these pages, you fucking asshole. Um, I mean, it is, like, why, why would you call it Cauliflower Heart? That's the least... Because your heart has is pussed over because you're so... Just call it Broken Heart a Wrestling Story. Not like, because cauli- Cauliflower Heart is like, I don't want to read that because she's going to describe a heart that looks like a cauliflower ear and then I'm going to have to cut out my own eyes so I can stop picturing that in my mind. <laughs> well, anyway, Danielle Steele, this year alone, released two, four, six, eight books so far. Yeah, man. She fucking missed a trick by not releasing two, four, six, nine books. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Remix, remix, <laughs> remix. So the British Bulldog was fucking bulldogging heart pum pum for much time by the end of his British, life. Well, British Bulldog was just a classic member of the Hart family. What's that? Do drugs? Catastrophic injury? Better cheat on my wife. Oh, I'm divorced. Better make a wife cheat on her husband. That's how the hearts get down. Jesus Christ, man. Every I really hope that whatever Stu did to them was horrible. But, you know, Davy Boy Smith... What we're going to learn here is something that it seems very obvious, but if any of you uh, lovely fans out there have a child who's 14 years old and likes wrestling, don't then let them start wrestling, because here are the people that have started uh, wrestling No, but at there's, 14. there's no way that his family was smart. The reason why he was called Davy Boy is because they put the gender in where the middle name went and didn't change it. They introed him, his name was Young David, and they introed him as a boy. Like it's oh, knowing about no, 70s Britain. No, like, no. He's only 14 years old. He's a boy. And then you hear all the men in the audience go, yeah. Uh, ladies and ladies and gentlemen from Birmingham, England, his favorite television show for obvious reasons is Jim will fix it. Please welcome David Boy Smith. <laughs> put some beans on the toast. I'm going to put some white on the toast too. That's scam. Welcome, everyone. His mustard is not aged enough to be spicy, so it won't burn your tongue. Please welcome young David. It's fucking Brit- gross, man. Britain is essentially an island of monsters <laughs> that's attached. <laughs> the island of Dr. Moreau, if it had more pedophiles, it's Britain. Yes. 
welcome to Britain. Welcome to England. We are a nation that needed to be told many times to stop killing and assaulting, but we don't listen. All we just do is make sure that health services are prohibitively expensive and then blame that on immigrants. Welcome to England. <laughs> so, if you guys want to watch any of his uh, early Waldus Ward stuff, there is some. Clips I do not. On I do not. No, it's it's creepy. It, it's it's because he looks like he's in a diaper, and they call him a boy, and then they call him Young David, and he doesn't do any moves that really hurt anyone else. So it's not really a fight. It just looks like someone was like, "Let's let this kid go out there and play fight while men satisfy themselves in the dark." <laughs> and. He eventually won the British welterweight championship from Jim Brakes. You know who Jim Brakes is? Uh, I assume that that is Jimmy Savile's wrestling name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was uh, Jim Brakes was actually uh, Jimmy Savile and Chuck Berry in a coat that was big enough to. <laughs> I don't know why I put Chuck Berry in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he appeared really tall because Jimmy Savile went on Chuck Berry's shoulders. Yeah. He was like, he's a 12 foot man. Yeah, he's a 12-foot man who will not stop changing the tapes and the camera in the bathroom that we're not talking Managed about. Managed by Lou Perlman, who played his own yes. way here. And their special guest ring announcer, Gary Glitter, shirt-talking <laughs> it. <laughs> Gary Glitter, this will be, this TV show is, of course, directed by Roman Polanski, just a bunch of stars. All stars. Welcome to World of Sport. All of us are monsters. All of us will be dead before the, the uh, society catches up to us. Ah, ha, 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 ha. In this corner, worried David. Can we call him Young David? <laughs> no. Worried and scared David. No parents David. Stop giving him weirder names. He starts. And the reason, into, by yeah, the before. the reason, by the way, that his family let him go to the uh, compete in the worldwide sport is because his uh, older cousin Tom Billington. Uh, was already there, which is the worst idea ever. Being like, who am I going to trust? Um, well, that kid, Tom Billington, just yelled at our cat for not being his friend, then went to the bathroom and broke the toilet. He seems like a balanced young man. Let's put him in charge of young David. And Tom, oh, oh you uh, to be a wrestler, the first thing you have to do, Davey boy, is let me beat you up. Oh, how about this, David? He won't give you five quid. You sack him off. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing Sorry, to remember about me. Yeah. There's no, is, uh, just notice no one is surprised that you laughed at that joke because you are, you are the monster cool, of the I'm wrestler. Cool. Of you. I'm a monster among men. Bray Wyatt stole it from me. No. Yeah. But my Wyatt, my Wyatt family compound is just, I was going to have that match with Jerry Lawler, but that was just a bunch of women his age, and he just has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Here's a woman you should be dating. <laughs> it's spelled C-U-M-P-O-U-N-D. There you go. Continue. What was I going to say? So, oh, that's right. He was eventually scouted by Bruce Hart, uh, who was in uh, the UK looking for talent. Clearly, Stu was like, hey, hey, Bruce, get the fuck away from me. I need some more boys that I haven't broken yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of my sons just seem to be capable of crying in their sleep. That's yeah, not a well, fucking yeah. project. Yeah, it was you who came home the other day and Davey Boy was watching the TV with something on it. If you're a real heart, you watch a TV with only static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's 
it's oh, coming bleep. to a room. All seven of my boys are in just watching a TV with static on it. Davy Boy turned in hockey. Brett slapped him in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, here's the thing with Davy. He had potential. Uh, he was a strong boy. Also, he hadn't started smoking as an athlete, which is good <laughs> because... Uh, all of my boys smoke because that's they think a burning ember in their mouth will protect them from me. Well, they better fucking realize that I'll fucking stay up all night just to punch him in the fucking head. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I know one of them didn't take out the garbage May 1970, and I told them all they better take out the garbage. And now they did this to them fucking selves. So time for all of them to go in the basement and be taught a lesson. And that lesson is I will hurt you and I love is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Davy Boy Smith was trained by uh, Stu Hart and Roy Wood, which God I hope was a real guy and not a nickname for a part of Stu's anatomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a pseudonym that Stu gives his when he puts on a fake mustache. He's like, yeah. Yeah, Roy Wood here, time for your bath. I am not Stu Hart. I am Roy Wood. I am from Paris, France, and I would like you all to know that uh, you're fucking bitches. <laughs> it's a French costume. So I'm not going to complete this thought. So, but this is the interesting thing. Davy Boy, uh, much like Terry Gordy, um, Davy Boy is basically, if Terry Gordy had abs, he would have had Davy Boy Smith's life. Because here's what happens. Yeah. Davy Boy Smith, immediately very good at wrestling. Also, since he's... 15 years old and scared shitless of everything and his main contact in the wrestling industry is just going around stabbing people in the back and saying this is how you have to do it um yeah he's Tom Billington terrified so he but he's an amazing wrestler so he catches on with New Japan Pro Wrestling how much money do you think he's being paid it's 1983 he is 21 years old. How much money is he being paid by uh, New Japan? Probably four. Two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> I thought I was gonna say two hundred dollars per per week or something. New New Japan was paying that him and Dynamite a lot of money, which made all the heart kids very angry at them because they were like, "Well, we can't go and do that," even though they definitely could have. They just refused and weren't good enough. So Brett was cool with it, and Owen apparently was cool with it, but the rest of the hearts were like. Or do they think they're better than us because they can get on an airplane? I could fucking get on an airplane if I didn't have that fucking Dewey, but no, I'm not walking to the fucking airport. I'm not a fucking kid. He was great, and this is the thing. He's he's really quick, and he'll do anything. He bu- he gets pretty buff pretty fucking quick, Davy Boy does. And yeah, because he takes dynamite. Bo Coop yeah. steroids. Yeah, and, him, and it, they are a really good team where it's like dynamite is clearly the meaner one. Davy Boy is the one who clear, who obviously is going to become a baby face soon because he's, he's a hottie naughty. It's your classic alpha beta serial killer duo in that there's the one vicious evil one that lords it over the like the broken calm one who is Davy Boy mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, the other thing to point out is that the British Bulldogs were already catching the attention of the World Wrestling Federation, which calls into question part of the Stampede Wrestling deal, which was that um, uh, Brett ha- or Vince had to give jobs to Brett. Yes. Um, uh, Davy Boy and Dynamite. That's been retconned into being Brett Neidhart and Davy Boy, but Neidhart was not actually in the territory at the time. He was in Louisiana, I assume, 
Lear- like literally learning how to make crack. <laughs> There's some funny Nightheart stuff later uh, that I really like. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the weirdest thing is the in-laws of the Hart family, because they're like, man, we're fucked, but we're not, like, Smith Hart's just not wearing a shirt. I just got out of the pool. Why are you covered in mayonnaise? I I put I put mayonnaise in the pool. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I want to say this. The reason that Davey Boy Smith started professional wrestling at 14, 15 years old is because uh, he was do- getting money for something that's clearly not working and his family was like yeah go make money and don't work we're working class well it's also because in the 70s the any sort of show business was seen as a legitimate um exit for the working classes this is the beginnings of thatcher coming into britain obviously so the working classes are really dying so any entree new and ability to leave quickly was immediately embraced by anyone in the working classes wrestling of course being one of those things he is now in the wwf in 1984 with with Dynamite Kid, and they are bad to everyone. Let's be bullies. Let's be bullies. How do you know that they were bullies? Greg Valentine has nice things to say. That means they were fucking insane. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the fun pranks that him and Dynamite did that obviously led to Dynamite being fired and really Vince McMahon going before a judge every year since and saying, can I just kill it? And then they say, what are you talking about? And he says, you know what I'm talking about. Dynamite Kid was very famous for uh, he would uh, dose your water or beverage and then you would wake up on a bus to another town with no ID. He famously once uh, tried to dose the driver of the car they were driving in. And the only reason that that didn't happen is the guy was smart to it and gave um, someone else a drink of it first. That guy passed out and he's like, you would have done that to me and then we would have crashed the car. And apparently Davy Boy couldn't stop laughing at that idea. Um, other fun pranks include just viciously attacking people. <laughs> yeah, that, it, you know, you know, uh, some real, some real classic wrestling was industry. Davy Boy Smith prank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God, we could look at the buildings and they're all falling down, mate. Oh, I don't know. That was almost Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can see the subway. There you go. I can see the subway. Oh, look, all the all the smoke. It's pluming out. What a prank. Owen would have loved it. Basically, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, British Bulldog's life is someone else makes some attention so no one notices me. He does get into, I can't really blame the man. He starts wrestling at 15. His only friend, his only stalwart in the wrestling business is a sociopath, uh, a fucking psychopath named Dynamite Kid. So he Yes, just- Dynamite Kid, of course, within three years had taken so many steroids that he couldn't literally walk and also had been punched in the head either using a... A uh, fistful of nickels, or a lo- like a locker lock. Either way, good gracious. Yeah, roided out his body. Never gave it time to rest, and would also just take headers on concrete. People look at Sabu and all the horrible things Sabu did to his body. Sabu didn't do everything associated with wrestling at once because Sabu loves to fucking party, but he also. I don't know. Some people just can take it more, but Dynamite but it's also, by I, but all also accounts th- ruined his body in those tiger mask matches because he'd be like, all right, handstand to the floor, then I fall on me head. You don't catch me. I'm not a fucking poof. Or there's a god and they saw how they the Davy Boy and Dynamite treated their mascot dog, Matilda. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about like, this. 
they gotta get they would get the dog drunk a lot or just leave it places forget to feed it it was a real piece of shit dog they injected it with steroids they uh oh yeah dynamite one time injected davy boy with milk instead of steroids i mean isn't that a prank that's a real yeah this could kill you (laughs) um one thing that we have to mention is so most people agree that the bulldogs were pieces of shit because they would put of course on and drink and then you'd pass out but there was one time where they drugged outback jack and outback jack was in a daze uh called his a girlfriend at the time or who he thought he was because he was having phone sex with stewhart Oh, yes. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what are you You're supposed to be crying. I don't, what is, this does nothing for me. And, and I'm wearing this a scowl, and then, of course, the uh, car battery is fixed to my nipples. It's and me, Outback Jack. I'm robbing me kangaroo because of you. Here's the, here's the thing. I feel that... Um, David Boy Smith was a victim of his circumstances. I'm also glad he's dead because he was a monster. He died at 39 years old. Anyway, yeah, he, he I, guys, bear in mind, Dylan nine. is five, just five years older than that. Jake the Snake Roberts, being uh, that he is a professional wrestler, one time tried to get them back because what they did was is uh, they got they halcyoned uh, Jake and I think shaved his head so Jake was like I'll get you back so what did he do gave them both crack and then laughed and walked away mm, that would have been better here's what he did he gave the dog chili and Xlax and then the dog shit all over the room so what he did oh, was try and yeah. kill a dog that's really fun because Welcome you cannot give a dog chocolate and he wrestling. 100% did that Welcome to Pro Wrestling, everybody. It's monsters all the time. Oh, they also shot up a handicapped kid with steroids. That's the most famous one. I didn't even know about that. You didn't know I... about that one? Yeah, they, no, uh, they shot up a kid I... with Down syndrome with steroids. Oh, my God. By some accounts, he had Down syndrome, but this is also wrestlers, so it's like... But yeah, every the multiple sources will say this kid was ha- mentally handicapped, and they shot him uh, They shot him up with steroids. So you have any comments about this? Um... I'm glad both of these people are dead, and I wish they had died in a more painful way. I don't know if Dynamite Kid... Oh, Dynamite Kid finally did die, but Dynamite Kid lived a long, long time as just... Trapped in a wheelchair in the prison of his own mind, knowing that the only reason he was in that chair was because of him. I couldn't think of a more fitting way to... I hope Donald Trump goes out that way. I'll say this. Go ahead. You love Donald Trump? Born December 5th, died December 5th. Whoa. He would have known his... Mm, happy birthday, you're dead, you old fuck. <laughs> happy birthday, here's a dead cake, you fucking poontang pie, you know what I mean? Yeah, what does it smell like, tuna fish? Oh, that's because you're rotting and I put a bunch of tuna on your body. <laughs> but in many ways, I think, honestly, that the British Bulldog uh, is essentially his... His potential is being realized by his son, it's just his son doesn't have a six-pack, so Vince McMahon... Who thinks of him as nothing but an errand boy? Yeah, it's amazing. Also, I have met Davy Boy Smith Jr. at a wrestling convention with friend of the show Cole Cabana. Incredibly nice man. D. One of those people. H. J. But one of those people that you could just see in his eyes. He was like, "I know you're a wrestling fan. I don't want to talk about wrestling." What? And so we just talked about phones for five minutes, and then. Uh, he uh, he shook my hand and walked away, and then we had that Canadian acknowledgement of like, hey, we're both from that place, and we talked about Calgary for like four minutes, and I didn't mention, I was like, hey, your dad did a lot of morphine. Do you do that too? <laughs> Let's make out. And then you injected him with steroids. 
No, no, I inject myself with steroids. Oh, okay, but in front of him. Yeah, every wrestler just assumes you're going to be an embarrassing nerd or worse. So when you're not, they're like, oh, thank God. And then it, and then their weird and then their weird habits come into the frame where they'll just be like, oh, I always eat alfagetti every 25 minutes. Well, the, the good thing is also being a stand-up comedian is that is a job that they're aware of. And they also get the idea of you can have a job and not be famous at it and still be doing okay with it. So there's sort of this weird, they're like, oh, okay, I, you're not, we're not in the same, for lack of a better term, tribe, but we are, we're, we're using the same tools. Yeah, we're job cousins. Yeah, exactly. So obviously we got to talk about this. The uh, Bulldogs win the WWE title. Their run was really great. Four years, uh, they use up dynamite, they throw them in the garbage, and why do they leave? They left because Tom Billington couldn't walk anymore, and Vince was like, it looks kind of bad that this guy's um, legs uh, look like two pieces of overboiled spaghetti. I think you guys need to take a break. And Tom Billington was like, if I could stand up, I'd kick the shit out of you. <laughs> no, and then Tom, what's the Tom Billington thing? took a shit in Vince's office, and Vince laughed so hard that... Um, yeah, when he opened up his eyes, he was at the steroid trial. <laughs> but here's my thing. How... What was the exact incident that everyone talks about? Were there Rougeau punching David Boy in, or punching Dynamite in the face? So it's basically the... And it's so weird because he did use it as an excuse. Because Vince clearly likes Davy Boy because of the hottie body he's got on. Yes, of course. He's just like, look, I can I can grill a steak on those abs. And then he, and he many times... Anytime Davy Boy had a fever, Vince McMahon came over to his house and tried to cook meat on his body. <laughs> so... Davy Mansmith. Um, oh, righty. Oh, Dylan. Great buddy. point. Great point, no, buddy. He, uh, the Rougeau, um, basically, who? which Rougeau had the hands? It was Raymond Rougeau, who was the guy who had... Raymond was, was the mustache. Backstage, it was, it was, yeah, mustache and backstage interviewer. And then Jacques was, Rougeau, and he, he lit up was the Jacques the and it was Jacques Rougeau was the one that just went kaboomalooma. Yeah, and Raymond uh, whipped that ass. And I thought it was Jacques that whipped that ass. No, he beat up Jacques and then got beat up by Raymond. Oh, because Jacques talks about it like he was he did it. Of course he does. He's Jacques Rougeau. Oh, that's a fair point. Oh, okay. No, no. And, uh, all right, so Wikipedia, it, no, it is Wikipedia Jacques. says Jacques it was Jacques. It. Yeah, Jacques, uh, Jacques did it. It was. I think you flipped it. It was Ray, uh, Raymond that was the brunt of the pranking, possibly by Kurt Henning, by the way. But the Bulldogs were blamed for this prank because they had done Jacques so much went, shit beforehand. And Jacques just fucking doled out some fucking Canadian street dust, Ooh, just yeah. as a knockout hey, four they, of his teeth. I'm gonna give you a put you give you some Marlboro Reds to the face. Yeah, I stand by all of it. I stand by all of it. I'm fine with it, of course. Um, it gave him a. It gave Vince an excuse to fire him because he already had poor job performance and he was now hated in the locker room. The only reason Dynamite was around is because he was like the best wrestler in the world for five years. Honky Tonk Man, of course, also claimed that he saw Dynamite cry after this, which he be, which he believes is why Vince McMahon fired him. Which I'm right there going, that all tracks. Yeah, that for sure tracks. The. Bulldogs go to Stampede Wrestling, try to revive the territory. It doesn't Ooh. work. They go back. They go to All Japan uh, for a hot minute, have some good matches. Davy Boy is getting juicy as fuck, 
And yeah, he is. He's, he's getting he's, really oh, good. He's, he's, he's a Kobe beef steak. He's got a lot of fucking juice in him. Oof, yeah. <laughs> David Boy Smith returns to the WWF in 1990. Now, while he was out, he did copyright the term British Bulldog. Best movie ever made. over Best. Di- Dynamite Kid, which something that no one cares about. Except for Tom Billington, I guarantee, went to his grave being like, fuck that guy. 100%. But who cares? I mean, it's kind of the thing where it's like you fucked over... You stole from a drug dealer. You know what I mean? So no one really cares. Yeah, it's more like you stole from a like the the neighborhood tough guy. Oh, it's so good. I love it. every minute of it. He comes back to the WWF, and honestly, this is, I think, his best run because this is, he's juiced to the fucking gills. It's the early 90s, and he's kind of following directly in the footsteps of Bret Hart, who also is a guy who had a weird tag team partner that he then issues for some singles fun but of course it's Davy Boy Smith so rather than Bret Hart where he smokes weed cheats on his wife has good matches really just leads the life that he was destined to as a professional wrestler from Canada he Davy Boy Smith develops a Addiction to crack. Cool. Yeah. Hello, Jim Anvil Nightheart. How do you have so much energy and yet you just ate three bags of Doritos? Let me tell you, man. All you got to do is smoke some rocks and then throw some javelins through some car windows. Let's wear sunglasses at night. (laughs) Of course, everyone knows the story where he had stayed up all night. Davy Boy had smoking crack before the amazing match that he has with um, Bret Hart. And how do we know that story? Because Bret Hart, it makes Bret look good. So Bret, yeah, of course, is just is like, oh, a true. very good friend of mine was going through some trouble. I did not offer him help. Instead, I made sure I looked good in a wrestling match and still let him win. Because in my mind, wrestling is an actual competition with no fixed ending. Also, I'm disappointed in him because you could see me talking in that match. I do not like that. Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Hitman Hart. I've For the wrestling business, I'm a great man, but for humanity, not good. I don't know that Bret Hart... Like, All right, I think Bret Hart is a weirdo, but I also think that's the exact attitude you need to have great wrestling matches, where it's like CM Punk and Bret Hart would just like, if they talked about anything but wrestling, would try and kill each other, but if they talked about wrestling, they would end up just passionately making love because yeah, they're yes, both they like, have- yeah, just be... The reason that I do a Hurricane Rana is because I could do that to someone in a real fight. And then they would just make up. Yeah, 100%. Where it's like, you got to kind of believe... It is fake, but you have to believe that you're the fucking shit, which is what Bret Hart believed. And British Bulldog just clearly loved being juicy, juicy as fuck. And it stinks that he never got to the YouTube era to do a shoot interview because he strikes me as a guy who just wrestled because that's what he did rather than actually really loving it or having anything to really contribute to it outside of just doing it well. Because he was a really good wrestler. This can't be... He doesn't become shit until like the mid to late 90s when his body's all fucked from bumps and blow. Yeah, it's also he's a very he's one of the rare very good power wrestlers. He's also used very well. Um especially not this run, then he goes to WCW, they start using him very well in that run as sort of like he's a big beefy strong guy and his 
gimmick is he's a nice man that's cool. Everyone be friends with him, okay? Bye. That is literally it. It's just like it's and it's back when you could get away with like, well, what's his character? Oh, he's from Britain and he loves to smile. Well, those things are antithetical. Yeah. Well, he's the one guy in Britain who likes to smile. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but he came along in a great area. He was a huge he was the Hulk Hogan of the UK and that made him a real well he wasn't he wasn't the wcw didn't know how to promote him so he was never the hulk hogan of the uk when they went back but he was hulk hogan of the uk at the tail end of his wwe run which ends because they're like hey you can't do steroids and him and the ultimate warrior are like when you say can't you mean must right (laughs) no 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 no, no. don't don't do steroids he's he's a he's a um sacrificial lamb in the steroid trial because they get a new doctor who's actually testing people for steroids and then everyone does steroids so basically they uh they gotta throw davy out on his booty 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 but yeah and davy davy boy's excuse by the way was like i wasn't doing steroids i was using them and they were like that's the same and he's like oh this is what they had a real chance to make the british bulldog a top top star if they just gave him a huge intercontinental title run but they did well they couldn't trust him here's the thing is he spent an entire summer doing crack with jim the anvil nightheart they were like listen we're the wwe in the early 90s we're not good at judgment but even we can see that this is a wee bit of an issue so how about you go fuck yourself. And they were like, whoa, cool. Well, this is my favorite thing where they talk. Well, Jim the Interval Dieheart goes, yeah, Davey Boy's really fucked up. We were up both up all night doing crack. He's fucked, man. And it's like, didn't you also do crack? Yeah, but I do it cool. Yeah, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's like, yeah, but I got a gut, so I'm good at absorbing it. And it's like, crazy, no. though. Like, did Jim the Anvil Nightheart just do... <laughs> and what I'm about to say is very silly, but, like, was Jim the Anvil Nightheart just the only guy in the world who was like, oh, I smoke crack, but, like, I don't smoke a lot. He's <laughs> like, he just, oh, fuck, I can step outside, do some crack. He just has a couple puffs. He's like, I got a one-hitter for crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Like, I smoke crack, but not all the time. Yeah. He's like me, but with like me with pot, where I have like a couple tokes, and I'm like, I'm good. And then he just does that, but with crack. Yeah, he does that with crack away from his family. Like Natalie Nyhart was playing at his feet, and he's like, Not right now. Daddy's doing crack, and then he coughs on her, and she throws up. (laughs) So, yeah, British Bulldog could have been a huge star. He looked like he was primed to be like a real breakout star in the early 90s. Like I said, exactly what Vince is looking for. Smiling man, big, juicy, juicy guy. He had those braids sure for thing. some reason. Sure thing. The first time we saw those braids outside of um, a lady in the Dominican on vacation, getting those braids. Yeah, the first Dylan has, has had those braids three times in his life, and every time his, this is, his wife's reaction is... Thank God. And then they they make intense love. I've phoned them in the middle of it and he and you just it just sounds like someone is removing a lot of dry jello from a bucket. Yeah, it's like uh that's how the Elmer's glue is made. I I get those braids yeah, yeah. and then I just shoot slow. Shoot slow, die young. Dylan has saved over a thousand horses with his sticky loads. <laughs> Davy Boys, of course, released, and that leads him right into going short, or we should say short run in all Japan before WCW, where WCW is handed people like Jake the Snake Roberts. They're handed people. They do a good job with Rick Rude, of course. Rick Rude is a fucking, Rick Rude's WCW run's fucking awesome, but 
when in the what would you term it like the sting vader era bulldog comes in and could have been major but there's just this like wrestlers need stability and they need like some sort of plan or they'll just fucking take advantage of the situation and that's for sure what davy boy does where he's like oh wait a minute there's no vince mcmahon who's gonna like have a sheet outlining exactly what we're doing and there's no chain of command here it's just like kind of people doing whatever they want well i'm gonna fucking do just smoke crack in the middle of the ring and take a shit and then i'm like i pinned my own shit the match is over and then just go back to smoking crack yeah the 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 main thing is it's it's, you can't wrestlers are like comedians in that they hear oh this guy's got money and we can take advantage of him the guys that go running to that are not the guys to be trusted you know what I mean? Like, there's like, there's a there's a club where they'll give you cocaine and then they'll still pay you. And then you look at the lineup and you're like, yeah, these are all the guys I would assume would head to that Southern Ontario city quickly. <laughs> Davy Boy is really cool though because this. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but this is the really cool part about wrestling back then, where it's like he does these little respites where he after he leaves the WWF, he does do a short tour of all Japan. And then after he leaves WCW, he goes back to the UK for a bit to essentially just work a company there and then goes to the WWF. So he always knows to not ex to exhaust these like interesting opportunities. Like he'll step out of the two big companies, get a bunch of money, just working the Indies and then just go back to a big company. Absolutely. The advantage also he has is that he has familial ties with one and we just need people at the other one. Now, I think his best run is when he, of course, heads back to the after this WCW run. He comes in. You got the allied. You got him almost winning the Royal Rumble. Then you have the allied powers with Lex Luger. By the way, check out the Lex Luger shoot interview where you can see that Lex Luger has never known true friendship because his description of Davy Boy Smith is so haunting and he was nice to drive with and then he, he let me come to his house and you're like, oh, Lex Luger is the loneliest man in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, him, apparently him and Lex just got along really well, but we should start at the... He starts a returns at SummerSlam 1994 and essentially, like every Hart member, Hart family member, Vince's only plans for him are, oh, what the fuck is he doing? Um, he's in the Intercontinental title... I guess, and then if Brett ever needs to have another storyline involving his family, Davy Boy will just be there. Like, yeah, because Davy Boy, for however great he was in the ring, he had the ooh, did he have the look? Ooh, he had those traps. Ooh, he had those. He certainly did. Ooh, yum yum yum. He could do that thing with his breasts. Oh yeah, he could do the peck dance, baby. But people like boom, Owen boom, just boom, had boom. imminently more personality. People like yeah. Nightheart had imminently more personality. Um, Bulldog's not Bulldog is someone that you better know sports or you're just not talking to that guy. <laughs> yeah, Bulldog if there's a if there's a calm in the he's probably like the world's least interesting crackhead where he like smoke crack and then just talk about how he knows a better route on the highway than Google Maps does. I guarantee that that's way more interesting. He'd be just sort of, he would be like, oh, you know, it's nice to smoke crack. And that would be his only chat. <laughs> or he would be the exact opposite of any crack or cocaine user. It's just like, oh, you know, 9-11, it was done like they said it was. <laughs> yeah, no, the guy who brings up uh, disasters and just agrees with <laughs> the media completely. Why'd you bring it up? I just thought you could remember it. 
Yes, I just thought you should know that I didn't have anything to do with the uh, things of that terrible day. Also, don't ever be alone or in a room or near Stu Hart. <laughs> so they try to, obviously, they try the allied powers. That doesn't work with him and Luger. He turns healed, going to Jim Cornette's stable. Uh, More like he turns tentatively feel. called uh, <laughs> Drill My Wife Dylan. Incorporated. Oh, these guys have fucked my wife. Yoko Luna fucked my wife. Owen Hart fucked my wife. And you better believe David Boy Smith fucking my wife. Boo. What's interesting is that Jim Cornette gets divorced in this time period. Really? I assume it's because Yokozuna fucked his wife so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yokozuna was like, uh, I'm real fat so I can't get on top, but I'll eat that tang, bitch. And then and then he was like, that's not fucking. Here's, by the way, you can tell when Dylan's kissing, you fat wa- fuck. You can tell when Dylan's wife is annoyed at inside jokes Dylan is doing, and then they'll just prop up more on the podcast. Clearly, she has recently told him, stop saying Tang. Mm. And so he's like, got to bring that to the podcast. We need, I need to subject them to that. So wait, what do we do? Uh, 1995, Bulldog is in the WWF in 1995. He's, is there a guy that you can equate the Bulldog to? Because he's there. Vince likes him. He's like Seamus. He's like Seamus. He's like um, Ron Killings. He's like Heath Slater. Like he's just sort of like there he is. I guess I don't fucking know. No, because Killings and Slater jobbed a lot. The Bulldog didn't like the Bulldog won a fair amount. That's why I say Seamus, where it's like this beefy dude who's like okay on the mic that they kind of have because he has international appeal. Yeah, you're absolutely Seamus is the good allegory actually. But this is the crazy thing where he was UK wrestling for so long the British Bulldog to me. Well, he was UK wrestling to yeah, to North America. It's like well, I assume UK wrestling is just the British Bulldog alone in a ring laughing. Yeah, it's just the British Bulldog beating up I guess Margaret Thatcher or just like a man who's like a hot spot of tea, man. So just don't spill me tea. The David Boy Smith had a match with Russell Brand. <laughs> I'm famous, and then he just long suplex. That's it. Um, you know the thing that's interesting about me is that there's a lot of information that when it comes out, it's going to be, and that's David Boy Smith just hit him with a power slam. I'm glad that this is going to sound awful, but I am glad that David Boy Smith was a wrestler in the 90s because if he was a wrestler now he would just be doing crossfit like if david boy smith was a wrestler now he'd just be like not seth rollins but he'd cert- he'd be like a guy who's like seth rollins he'd be super into crossfit and doing all these like crazy athletic moves and never doing promos or anything because he clearly he was in an impasse david boy smith was where it's like he could have been a really, really, really good wrestler that like um, Dave Meltzer and all the other uh, guys doing cheats in the 80s and 90s would have just mushroom tipped each other too. That's when you make your lips of your dick kiss. Yes, of course. Yes, and uh, they would have just mushed tips and talked about how great he was. But he was like, no, I want to make a bunch of more money. I'm just going to do steroids. And Vince is going to be like, every six months, Vince McMahon's be like, what if he... What if he? What if he wore short shorts and then just like and then he gets the intercontinental title again and then he doesn't because they never really veered away from like they never would Davy Boy even did the this guy's a British guy so he's a snob gimmick when he was a heel do you know what I mean and I honestly think that's like the only he's like the only British guy I can think of in the nineties and eighties that didn't have a snob gimmick it was just Davy Boy's mean now why I don't know Owen's gonna tell you you know what I mean no the British Bulldog became heel because he turned on uh, no I was Lex just ta- Luger. I, I know I was just talking about his character 
Oh, yeah. No, his character basically just was, he was the exact same guy, but Jim Cornette did to the talking now. And also, Shawn Michaels tried to fuck his wife, and that's bad. Yes, that was another one. That was another one where, uh, this is according to Bruce Pritchard, so take it with a grain of salt, but apparently um, he called Stu Hart called Bruce No, this is according to Jim Cornette. Stu Hart called This was reiterated too on the uh on something to wrestle. Yes, it's been reiterated a few times. It definitely happened that Stu called and was like, You're calling my daughter a whore and Jim Cornette blamed it on Bruce Pritchard uh because he thought it was Owen doing an impression or Bruce doing an impression of Stu Hart. And it turned out it was actually Stu Hart, yes. and Bruce has been like, Yes, that did happen and that caused us real problems. Yeah, because Bruce's version is that Owen, or he called Cornette, and Cornette was like, thought it was, yeah, just someone doing an impression. So he's like, yeah, we're doing her up like a whore, you fucking idiot. Because he thought it was Owen, and then Owen dropped, came into the room and was like, hey, Jim, uh, basically was like asking, hey, Jim, what's up? And then Jim Cornette, eyes widen, he hands the phone to Bruce, and he's like, it's fucking Pritchard's idea anyway. And then he got done out, like, he's some kind of pervert. That's what he kept saying. You, you were in there with perverts where you go to an, uh, you, you go to an adult bookstore and purchase some erotic poetry. Well, he would have fucked my daughter. Only one guy fucks my daughter, and that's me. I'm <laughs> the real British bulldog. Yeah, no, the thing with my... Uh, no, you're not a wrestler, so you don't get to come sniffing around my berry patch. This is the weird thing where it's like you're how Oh, this is the weird thing about the David David Boy Smith's life. Go ahead. No, I just mean like Buff Bagwell gets all this shit for Judy Bagwell calling Jim Ross, but Stu Hart calls Bruce Pritchard and everyone's like, that's just how it works. Cause it's the same thing. You're letting your father in law deal with your shit. David Boy should have come in there and be like, Alright, you smoke this crack, I'll smoke this crack, and at the end when we both smoke crack, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's how they should have done it. They should You're have right. had a good old-fashioned smoke down. Yeah, they should have had a good old-fashioned crack-off. <laughs> well, it looks like we got ourselves here a fucking crack-off. Let's head to the let's head to Krakow. <laughs> He's the first European champion, of course, and loses it to Shawn Michaels, which is what he does because, of course, he lost the Intercontinental title to Shawn Michaels as well. This is when you begin British Bulldog as fart as fart of the Heart Foundation. Oh fuck me, Dylan, that's good. Which oddly, I think that like he wasn't as good as Nightheart in because he's also like a big muscly heavy. So they had kind of two heavies. I just watching it, and I am Canadian, but watching it, I just I just never connected with British Bulldog being a bad guy because I'm like, he just looks too nice. He just looks like a nice man. Whereas Jim Neidhart looks like, he looks like a bouncer who would kick you out. And then when all the other bouncers gone back in, he just boots you in the face for no fucking reason. Yeah, I would say he you're not you're getting kicked out, but your girlfriend is staying kind of bouncer, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he's a he's a he's wearing cowboy boots with steel tips. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Where he's like he just beats the shit out of like a old drunk guy for no reason, just because he wants to feel the crunch. Yeah, I just wanna like, oh baby. <laughs> so He's in the Heart Foundation, of course, and leaves as part of... Basically, he leaves as followed of the Montreal Screwjob. One thing I do uh, want to uh, mention, though, is that Davey Boy uh, got re-upped for a massive, massive contract from the WWF because there was word that he was going to join the NWO. I have mentioned this on the main podcast feed, but that would have not jived at all with that group, where it's like... 
three gang members and then Davy Boy be like, all right, I'm from the WW. They told me not to say that. I've ruined it already, haven't I, Scott? <laughs> and then he just starts crying in the ring. Um, that's so fucking crazy. Yeah, they're all like shooting up gang signs and talking about rap and Davy Boy's just like, I like to have a warm glass of wine. <laughs> warm beer is fine. It just better. Yeah, it's better than coffee after dinner. I'm not from the WWF. That's what they told me to say. I'm in a gang. It's called the Hoodlum Boys. Oh, who wants to tickle an old man? <laughs> I'll tickle an old man whenever I want to. So me gimmickies, I'm a hoodlum from Birmingham, which means occasionally I come to work a bit tardy. Sometimes it's important to use your knife to just clean out your dryness near the foreskin. <laughs> yeah, his character was sex weird sex ed tips. Yeah, remember this about a condom? It's fun to chew. <laughs> now, remember this. Tampons are also good for sopping up mess. Oh, yeah, good stuff. That's true, though, they are. So he leaves, he comes to WCW uh, for eight seconds. Uh, in in that time, he suplexed twice on a trap door, the Ultimate War is supposed to come out of, and uh, developed Hoisted on his own crazy, steroid petard. Yeah, addiction to painkillers. Go, John. <laughs> crazy addiction to painkillers. Redebuts in the WWF, and it is quote-unquote Oh, yeah, last. this is Gene's bulldog. Horrible. Yeah, this is, yeah, th- this is fucking, um, uh, it's all my fault. Bulldog. Uh, I want my title shot, Bulldog. Uh, this is The Bulldog run was, quote-unquote, bookended by Jim Ross not wanting to hire him because, quote-unquote, can we all just admit there's no way to get the Bulldog over? That's very funny. Uh, Vince McMahon wanting him back, of course, in some sort of weird way of like, well, the Montreal Screwjob wasn't back. Bad? Look, this guy's come back. This caused a massive rip between him and Brett. Brett couldn't believe he re-signed with the company, not taking into account that he was being paid um, $2 million a year while Bulldog didn't have a job and this was his only job. The run basically was just him being way thinner with loose skin, being really sick the whole time, ended with him in and out of the hospital with staph infections and drug abuse. He ends up getting addicted to injecting morphine, which finally kills his marriage, quote-unquote, from Diana Hart. My marriage survived Tom Billington. My marriage survived... Um, my marriage survived Tom Billington. My marriage survived wrestling. My marriage couldn't survive all that injecting morphine. Yeah, Davy Boy is a lot smaller during this time because um, he's he's just Slo- he's being slowly killed by bacteria. <laughs> but he's just done, right? And the thing is about Davy Boy is he was never tall. He's always like look at if you look at Davy Boy, he's really unnaturally buff. Like he's a bit taller than Owen Hart. He's kind of a he's contemporarily sized to the Dynamite Kid. It's just he was younger when he got into wrestling, so his body absorbed the steroids better, and he should have never been that big. And it hurt his heart and ended his life early. He was hotter too. He was a lot hotter. He had a nicer face. Yeah, like he, you know, you wouldn't. Well, he's part kiss. of talent, you know that. Mm. Yeah, of course. You're not going to kiss mm. Tom Billington. You're oh, going to yeah. kiss Davy Boy Smith, certainly. He's like spaghetti if you put HP sauce on it for some reason. Yeah, baby. Make sure that spaghetti is al dente. Hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, just sum up quickly. 
Davy Boy Smith's life was a horror show, and I'm sorry that he was brought into existence to have to experience it all. I, yeah, he, I mean, the worst thing about Davy Boy Smith is definitely his clear substance life. abuse issues from the fact that I'm going to guess the time he was 16 years old, if not yeah, 15. From the time that he needed to sleep and couldn't sleep, because every time he closed his eyes, it was like turning on a horrific movie. He passed away at 39 of a heart attack while he was on a vacation, and I really would have liked to see Davy Boy Smith obviously around. I really want to know the shooter, because this guy probably had one of the craziest rock bottoms of anyone ever, where he was like, he just genuinely thought he was doing cocaine, but what he was actually doing was like, just snorting his own piss or something like he must have had That's some good. insane stuff. fucking stories and really just re- and i mean he's obviously culpable he is an adult um for all the pranks and shit and the horrible things him and dynamite kid did but he just seems like a guy who kind of like never really had an individual identity and was just kind of like a go along to get along guy just the kind of guy who didn't have you need kind of to be an individual to succeed in wrestling. Um, and he just kind of globbed on to people, which, I mean, is fine. And he was a great wrestler. He was a great wrestler, yeah. but I mean, so he was like you and I'm the talented one. Very good point. Great point. I'm, much yeah, you're better Dynamite than Kid. I'm Davy Boy. No, I'm Owen. You're always like, let's prank the fans by doxing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Owen. I'm like, hey, it's by doxing them. Let's, hey, <laughs> Dylan, I got a prank. Oh, what is it? I've got a submachine gun. I'm going to go into a school. What a prank. And I'm like, what? I'm going to prank all these kids. I pranked him. Now I'm going to prank all right. you. <laughs> we, we've gone way over on this episode. Best thing about Davy Boy Smith, Power Slam, worst thing his entire life and behavior. Yeah, Power Slam was good. Um, even though I still kind of think it's a shit move, but anyway, the power slam was a great eighties and nineties finisher and the delayed vertical suplex was really cool. He, uh, once again, the best time of his career is 90 to 90, 90 to 92. Davy boy is amazing. Uh, the bad part is every single thing in his personal life, the hearts, like he went into the heart family and just made himself exponentially more dysfunctional. Like his own family included Dynamite Kid, so that is a bad start. And then he sure. goes into the Hart family and he gets so much more dysfunctional. Certainly. Where it's like, hey, let's do Thanksgiving. What do we stuff the tur- turkey with? Uh, crack and heroin. Yeah. Nightmare. Brett's outside. Uh, he's just telling everyone how good his matches are and he's making everyone watch his matches. And Bruce doesn't want to watch the matches. So Brett is slapping him and Stu's saying, that's fine. Yeah. It's real good stuff. <laughs> like everything in wrestling, very sad. But it is cool that we did our third UK Patreon uh, exclusive in a row. And much like wrestling, this guy's an actual wrestler because, goddammit. He died early, and he's super sad. He's not like Fit Finley, still alive and thriving. He's not like Adrian Street, 79 years old and thriving. This man had a barbiturate addiction that had built, that uh, ended in his untimely death. Cool. Thanks very much for listening, um, and we're going to do another one now. We got two sad guys to pick from, Larry Cantor Jr. You're up next, and do uh, you want Kevin Von Erich or Chris Adams, John? Oh... Let's keep the UK theme alive. Let's do Chris Adams next. Oh, 
Doctors. Chris Adams is up next. It'll be in two weeks. Thanks very much for listening, guys. You guys are all hotties, and I'm naughty. Yeah, and I'm just here to enjoy the show.